welcome back to another episode of High Minded with McCarter. I'm your host, McCarter. I'm super excited to have my friend and colleague on today, Lauren Mundell with High Curious. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This is so fun being in your little studio here in your house. It's fantastic. Yes, it has been a long time coming. I know. I'm so, so excited to have you on. Lauren has been, we've known each other for a couple years now. She's an amazing entrepreneur. We're going to get into all that, but I'm super excited because she helps content creators, uh, you know, work with brands and make deals so that we can get paid because a lot of the time it's hard to get paid. Yeah, it really <laughs> is hard to get paid. But I'm so excited to hear all about your story, how you like first, I always ask, we start at the beginning. Okay. How you first got into cannabis. Yes. How you first smoked. What was your first cannabis experience? And then we're going to go forward into what you did before the cannabis industry what you're doing now, and then so on. We're going to – I have a couple questions we always ask people too. But we'll get into Perfect. anything and everything. We can into like home growing as well because mm-hmm. you have some amazing plants. My plants are going to be fire. Yes, and you're yeah. such a badass mom. Like if I were to ever have kids, like you're the person I would want to – Thanks. I just think Do that's it it's because I'm old and I'm already done and it looks good from that. <laughs> like it's you know, it's I very love hard. you've made me promise you that I won't have kids. No, I, I didn't that. say that. I said I recommend <laughs> that you don't. I didn't say promise me that you don't. <laughs> but don't worry, I don't think I I don't think I no. will. I just have my own world yeah. here as you can see. I see that. And I'm I'm excited to be an empty nester to have my own world. Yes. Mm-hmm. But let's Definitely smoke first. We're going to christen this beautiful um, Empire Glassworks cactus. cactus? Yes, cactus piece. And then they also sent me their Puffco attachment. It's an avocado that's very Southwestern. Right? Yes. The theme. So cute. (laughs) So we have some flour um, from our favorite, Ajoya. Oh, yay. So Lauren helped me get um, a partnership deal with a joya dispensary which if you haven't checked them out already it's one in lewisville and one in lakewood go check them out if you're 21 and up or have a medical card (laughs) yeah two locations lewisville and lakewood so i love it when we are somewhere and you are like well lauren's my manager yes my favorite thing i've been telling people that she's my manager because it's (laughs) it really works it's easier to explain and I just helped someone else go. who really needed a manager. As Yay. Do you do the hemp wick? Sure. Okay. I mean, it's a little extravagant for me usually, but like for television, absolutely. For television? <laughs> I'm so into the hemp wick. You are? Yeah. Okay, here we go. This is so Cheers. cute. Cheers. Are we going to share? I'll go after you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or no, maybe I'll do a dab. Here we go. Here we go. Gas pedal live resin by Newt Bros. So wait, how do I pull it? Oh, it's a big one. It's a big boy. Yes, queen. Yes, queen. <coughs> I was just trying to pull this little flower out. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, I should have fine. warned. It's a big extravagant. This is delicious. What is this? Yay. Okay, so that's the end of my Elevate strain. Oh my gosh, it's Which downstairs. Strain is it? I don't remember. Of course, I forget. <laughs> we'll put it underneath. We'll, we'll I put it in, ca- in captions. I should have brought it up here. Wait, but that it, avocado dab tool come with the avocado. Yes. I'm so fucking cute. I die. Right? One of my clients back in the day was avocados <sighs> from Mexico. Did you know? No. No. What? 
Yeah, we worked on uh, I worked on like three their first three Super Bowl campaigns. No way, that's yeah. crazy. It was really awesome. Okay, yeah. So how did you first get into cannabis? cannabis? And then I can't wait to hear about your corporate life before your cannabis career. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I've been thinking about how like I'm so much happier now that I'm in cannabis, but also so much poorer, and it's like a combination. But I could never go back <laughs> to like that kind of work. I know I can't, which is kind of like a sad thing because I like money, but like I can't. So anyway. All right. So my. That is sad. I know. I know. It's like, why can't we have both? Why can't Best we just, of both worlds. Why can't we just have universal income? <laughs> that would be amazing. I know. Do you think there's a little bit more in here? You made a little bit, right? <clears throat> yeah, that was the last of my. Elevate, but I also have some joints here that we can okay. do a joint. I also have these this joint that I got in Michigan. Oh yeah, we we're gonna talk about the Michigan market too. Wait, okay, hold on. When did you first smoke weed? Okay. I'm like, let's sorry, get to the question. All, over it. That's all okay. right, sorry, weed does that to people. Yes. Um how did how and when, how old were you? Okay. Set the scene. Set the scene. So the first time I really got high on weed, I think I tried it a couple times in high school, but I never really experienced it or I was definitely high in retrospect now, but I didn't really understand what high was. And then in college, um, I'm 18. Okay. I have like a panic attack. I'm in like my, I'm in a fraternity and I'm at a fraternity party. No. Mm-hmm. But I had a really good friend there. It was like my fraternity, like the people that the guys that I had. I had one of those. They were right next door. Yeah. I don't even Shout out to Sigma Chi. I honestly don't remember. It was like Delta Nu, I think. Yay. Greg Lober. Thank you. So anyway, I just went into this guy's bed and was like I'm sorry. It's true. It's so good. I went into this guy's bed and just like was like, call my mom. You have to call my mom. Like, my mom will know what to do. And like, he's like, we're not calling your mom. And I'm like, I'm like, this is terrible. Call an ambulance. I need to be in a straitjacket. Like, I was crazy. So that's why I was like, I'm never doing oh this gosh. again. Wait, what state were you in? I'm sorry. At the time? Yeah. Um. Well, I was in upstate New York. Okay. Because I, I, I went. That's another story. <laughs> I, we just crack up. I know. I like so I graduated from high school and went to Cornell. Oh. And she's really smart. I am smart, but I did not do did not agree with me. Let's just say I was into like partying and not yeah. studying. And yeah. if you want to go to an Ivy League school and you're like not like a genius, which I am not, <laughs> you have to do like a lot of work. You have to so, work hard. Yeah. So that happened at Cornell. I ended up graduating from from University of Arizona. But nice. I love to tell people as like a fun fact that like when they're like oh a fun fact about you i'm like i failed out of cornell that's fun <laughs> that's I a good one that. right do you want also to i yeah also i worked at club med you know what club med is no oh my god you're so young what's it still that? exists wait what's club med it's basically like okay in the 80s and 90s was its heyday i don't know about when it okay when it, when it when it vibrates <laughs> okay, okay you're good to suck it okay suck it baby yes and if you want to do like a carb cap thing, this thing spins. But it I doesn't. never even understand carb cap things. I know. I'm like, it's... what am I supposed to be doing? Letting air in, letting air out. <laughs> I agree. I think it's like just getting a small amount of air in, not a lot of air, so that you get the smoke. Right. You know, <laughs> that's from that's what I understand about carbs. <laughs> okay. So okay. N- now that we're high, do you want to? 
finish this because I don't know if I can. Yes. And now time for a quick commercial break. This smoke break is sponsored by a Joya dispensary in Colorado. I love shopping at their Louisville and Lakewood locations because they have all the best products. I just picked up some incredible flour from local love. The strain is Colorado cream soda. And I was just hitting on some Agozi rosin, which is so yummy. All of their bud tenders are in so incredibly knowledgeable and they don't use words like sativa indica hybrid. They mainly focus on their four categories to describe all of their products and how they will make you feel. And those categories are elevate, focus, settle, and unwind. So it's a super approachable dispensary experience. I cannot recommend a Joya dispensary enough. Be sure to check them out if you're in Colorado and 21 and up or have a medical card and be sure to tell them that McCarter sent you. Now back to the episode. Okay, back to the story. Back to the story. Now that we're high. So we got so we're 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 out of Cornell. Never smoked again until I was That was at Cornell. I was 18. That was at Cornell. Okay. But the panic attack was at Cornell yep. from the bong hit. Yeah, Delta New. Delta New. <laughs> and I was like, never again. And so like, for example, I went I worked for Club Med in Eleuthera in the Bahamas, which is like What is that? It's where Lenny Kravitz lives. Yeah. Wait, hold on. What is Club Med? Okay, Club. <laughs> sorry, we're going off a tangent. Well, then we'll get to the real story. <laughs> Club Med is basically like camp for adults. Um, it's like sandals, but it's like old oh. school. But like everything was included, including like sex a lot. I mean, I didn't do that, but like people did. It was like in the 80s and 90s, it was like a huge hotbed of AIDS stuff i know crazy but it was so fun obviously wow um okay that's crazy i know i know whoa it was crazy that's another story <laughs> but yeah that was really fun that was when i like failed out of cornell my dad like didn't want to look at me and i didn't really want to look at him so i was like let me go away for a few months wow. and then i came back and got my act together and went to college and, and you went to arizona and i went to arizona yes and then let's just fast forward now. Good call to the agreed. weed. <laughs> to the weed. We'll skip to the, skip to You'll the weed. You'll tell me about Club Med after this Oof. interview. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> just so much drinking. Oh, right. So it's debauchery. I would debauchery. imagine. Debauchery. Yeah, like, we would go to dinner and we would have an entire bottle of wine with dinner. Like each uh, me and my three friends, each of us, one was, would, would be red, one would be white and one would be rosé because they would have three bottles of wine oh, on the table at dinner. Yeah, so it was just and then we would go, stuff. we'd have to be in a show. We were in a show every single night. So like we would have to go in you the were, backstage. Were you in like a cabaret? Different. Every single night was like a different this is amazing. night. Like so one night was circus and I was like in the circus thing there was, um, what's that show? It's British with like the roller skating Ah, anyway, there was no like idea. a roller skating show. It's called like electric something. I can't remember. And so like then there was this like so every night there was like a different show this of like nuts. cabaret. And, and you I never smoked weed there. No. And that's the thing. That's actually thanks for bringing it back around. <laughs> Everyone was smoking weed. It was the weediest place. Lenny Kravitz lives there. And like it's the most beautiful place. And weed grows amazing there. And I everyone was high all the time. And I never had any. That's that's nuts to me. It is. But I was like, I'm on this island with like all these people. And like, what if I get bu busted by my boss? And then I get like, I was 
19. Right. You're like young. Yeah. Okay. So then when was the next time you. As a grown ass woman. cannabis. Yeah. So the story goes, my husband was retiring from as a Navy commander um, from the reserves. And he was like. You didn't even use cannabis then for years. Years. No. Like. Okay. I'm 43 now. In wow. the fast okay. forward. So we're talking about 18 to 43. Where like, yeah, it was all around me. I just you never just never did. Because you thought it just would I was like, well, it's not attack. a me. It doesn't work for me. Like, wow. it makes me feel terrible. Okay. Th- but like, this is so important. And I want to like pause because I feel like so, this is the story for so many people. So true. So many people, they have one bad initial experience and they think that this plant is not for them. And that's mainly what I want to dispel. Well, I also think it's because of overuse in the beginning and not really understanding how to microdose, which is how I actually got into cannabis as an adult. Um, But my husband was like, I'm going to retire. And as soon as I retire, I'm going to smoke weed. And I'm like, "Uh um. We love this. And I'm just like, no, you're not. Like, come on. Like. (laughs) That's not, it was not, not in the brochure. Like, <laughs> we're not, and you're not, and we're not. And and he was like, no, but I am. And like, for a couple of years, he was like trying to prime me that like this was definitely happening and I, I should probably him. get my mind around it. I love him. And then he got, so like right as he was retiring, he got weed, he smoked with my brother, he smoked with a few other people. Um, And then he would have, like he had, we had this like little box in our basement and we would go downstairs into like his office and he would like smoke out of a pipe or like a different thing that he got at my brother's, like some weird hookah <laughs> shit that like from Brooklyn. Because this is in New York. Okay. I forgot to mention that. Right. So it's illegal. Well, not up until recently. Yeah. Well, this is 2017. Okay. Right. So six years ago. Yeah. So six years ago. Exactly. So I'm um, – my husband he's and I – He smokes and I just hang out on the couch and talk to him while he smokes. Wow. And I'm just like, he seems so good. Like, we have the best. It seems so fun. I know. I was like, we have the best conversations. It and is. And he's like, and the sex is like so good for me. And I'm extra. And I'm like, right there. I'm like, okay. Like, let's Woo! try a little. Let's figure it out. Like, yes. so I had a girlfriend. Um, shout out to Deb Dano. That <laughs> Love you, Deb. Love you. She was like, I don't think the way to start is necessarily flower. She said, because you can't really measure your dose at all or really necessarily understand how strong one is versus the other, especially in like a state where we're getting it from a guy, right? We're not, it's not like, (laughs) it's not a dispensary at the time. It's not tested. No. And so we have no idea, whatever. She's like, get a vape pen. So she went and got me a vape pen. It was super cute, white, little, like, you you know. You still remember. Oh, yeah, 0.3 gram, you know, like I didn't need, that lasted me like a year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm joking, but a long time because what I would do is. Like, that would last me two hits. I know. (laughs) Same now. I sit down. I, like, would sit down on my couch. My kids would be at their dad's. Barry would be doing whatever. And I would, like, sit down on my couch and I would have one hit, like, but the smallest hit that you've ever seen in your life. It would be like, I'm not even sure if I got anything, okay? Yeah. Now I'd be like, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, I'm like. It's like the tiniest sip you could ever take. I know, exactly. And then I would look at the clock and be like 3 p.m. And then I'd be like, okay, let me wait 10 minutes. <laughs> and then I would literally just kind of like sit there, like wait to feel something. And then. <laughs> so good. 
And then I would like, if I felt okay, like I would have a little more. And then I started like experimenting with Barry where like, this was always when my kids were not home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when we would Good just call. like smoke upstairs in the house and like I would have like what is now <laughs> just so little and I would be like so, but that's what you but gotta do I like, didn't know though yeah. then so it would be funny because I was like oh my god this pizza tastes so good I've right? never had such good pizza my entire life Barry would be like you know who says that <laughs> hi people <laughs> yes you finally understood I understood yeah Sorry. Oh no, you're good. This um, yeah. So fault. that's that was like it, and then during the next like two years, I really onboarded into weed. Like, right. I would really made yourself familiar. Yes, with- but then, but I was really, really excited from about it from a business standpoint. From okay. sort of day one of my journey, when I realized that cannabis is a wellness supplement. So like, no one. It was 2017. The farm bill hadn't even passed yet. Nobody was talking about it like that. Nobody was like, it was like, it's for people with cancer or it's for right. these stoners, you know, and especially living in New York, that was, yeah, that was the stigma. Yeah, there wasn't that many states that had come online yet. At, at all. Plus there was no, because like it's state by state, there was no communication about cannabis in states that weren't legal. So there was right. like, except for <laughs> if you're like, you know, my parents and you would like read the New York Times or CNN or Bloomberg and you would see how bad it is for you and like all that shit. But that's it. So like you have to, I was like, wait, all these people all this time, like who I just see they're smoking joints at the same time as they're drinking are like, they don't maybe even know it, but it's helping them mentally. Yeah. Like, and then I'm like, okay, well, I don't, I stopped drinking pretty quickly after I started using cannabis because it, it made me feel better. Like, yeah. and I didn't like the way the two mixed. Yeah, I barely drink. I mean, because sometimes it's fun, like one drink, the taste, yeah, a tequila drink, whatever. But right. like, yeah, I love a good like spicy margarita, yeah, or spicy and it's Paloma. But and it's also I don't fun. Dr- yeah, that's like once you know a cup, one or two a month. If you go out with your man and you like want to get a little giggly and fun it's fun right. to have one cocktail it's like romantic Facts. and all yes that, you know it's so romantic it is there's something about that like little drunk buzz that yes. just gets the date going Ooh, the bubbles yeah like, exactly it feels like the bubbles are filling you yeah exactly <laughs> stew shout out to stew love you stew <laughs> um yeah so so you realized that it was actually med- a wellness supplement medicinal. so like i was in the well so just quick backtrack my my work was all in wellness marketing. So I was always working with brands who are either wellness brands like Weight Watchers or Avocados from Mexico That's or so brands nice. that wanted to be seen as wellness brands like Splenda, PepsiCo, <laughs> um, right? Some of my clients were also like Pfizer and back in the before the day was like Unilever food stuff. But Wow, what you I, had huge Only clients. huge clients. So I worked you were at, doing like corporate marketing to its finest. Yeah, corporate PR is kind of what it was, you know, because there's so many silos between different types of agencies in yeah. that space. So we would do the communication stuff, but we also tapped into a lot of social media. And then when influencer marketing started becoming a thing, well, actually, before influencer marketing was a thing, I was like, obsessed with fitness in New York City. So I was going to like Barry's boot camp and like um like all the pl- like all these different gyms, Equinox gyms, all mm-hmm. these different things to like 
basically chase different instructors around the city because I would like quickly became influencers. And then I was like, I was like, wait, I want to be like these people. I want to dress like these people. I want to eat like these people. I want to know everything they're doing to actually like be them. So these guys are going to have power. So I started, I started talking about that at my agency and we built an influencer, um, as like a big initiative for 2016, we built an, an an influencer marketing arm of the business. Nice. Yeah. Ahead of its time. Ahead of its time, which is always was like the bane of my existence is ahead of its time. Like, <laughs> seriously. People were like, I don't understand this. I was like, I know, but just wait a couple of years. Yeah. You really will. Yeah. You're like, I know you don't get it. I know. But I do. So that's why I was using LinkedIn back then and the way I use it now. And <clears throat> Yes. Wait, congrats on your 10K followers on LinkedIn. Thank you. That is something I really need to... I don't do enough of is the LinkedIn. It's really good for talking about like things that are important to you that you would never talk about on Instagram for fear of people not liking you anymore. Yeah. Um, and also it's really great place to connect with people who have like money to spend on in the cannabis industry. Yes. I mean, whether they have money to spend or Literally, not, they're trying to have all money the to finance spend. like. The, I found out about LinkedIn, one, through my sister, who is a financial advisor. And I she was like, oh, I had a meeting with this guy. This was like over te- like maybe 10 years ago. Sure. She was like, oh, I had a meeting with this guy. And he immediately added me on LinkedIn after. And I was like, what's that? And she's like, oh, it's this like finance thing, like Facebook, but for finance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is that? And I never thought that people in the cannabis industry would be using it today. Yeah, it's because it's partially because it's a great place to talk about cannabis business, but it's another thing. The reason is that it's been much more lenient as a platform. Um, right. We can use the word cannabis. We can actually sort posts by hashtag cannabis there. So like they don't discriminate just, it as hard yeah, as I mean, Facebook and Instagram well, and Twitter. I think the difference is we're not on, on LinkedIn. You're not like showing pictures of you like smoking. It's not like that's not. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's all I do. <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> you're, you're going to it's going to be OK. What do I talk <laughs> about if it's not a picture of me smoking? That's but that's like selling yourself so short. I know. Emily. I'm kidding. I'm like, kidding. I'm kidding. You already talked I'm about so many really important trying, things. Yes, I try to really expand my your advocacy. Cap- yes, my advocacy and my captions too on Instagram to even if the picture like doesn't even relate, I'll just kind of take that opportunity to talk about cannabis as medicine or how I use it for my anxiety and depression or educate people about mushrooms and cannabis microdosing and all every. Anything and everything, really. That reminds me, after this, I have something to talk to you about mushrooms. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, we can always talk about mushrooms as well. Yes. No, I know, but this is a potential job opportunity to talk about that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We'll chat. Yeah. But wait, back to, hold on, where we were. So wait, why did you decide to leave corporate marketing then? Well, it's really funny now that to um, then go to make your own cannabis business. So now that I have some perspective on it, and if I could look at it like through my dad's eyes, I would be like, "Oh, so weed made you just lazy, and you wanted to stop working as hard as you were working." That's how it kind of like my bad days. I talk to myself yeah, right. about you got burnt out, but that's from what happened. A so I worked ass job. I, I is worked, my guess. Yes, that is it. <laughs> so over the course of like eight years um, at one job and then four years at another job working on some of these big clients. And 
like we have some cl- clients and they think they're very important and they pay yes. us a very small amount of money. So multiply that by a lot of zeros. Like we didn't do anything for less than 30 a month, thousand. Wow. So like, right? So yeah. It's big budget. It's big budgets. And so like they have a lot of like sway over your life because they're literally paying your your salary so you're working constantly it's such a a get and like this is pre-covid obviously and i think in the last you know five years there's been a lot of progressing progression around like putting work life first and work second boundaries didn't even exist five years ago mental health awareness and i would just be like yeah i was I switched. I was running the food and wellness practice for like seven years. And then this is so fucked up. But like the same day, my my boss fired my best friend who we, she and I were like forming this alliance to like run new business together. I was going to move out of what I was doing and she was going to we were going to like kill it together. We were so psyched. Well, she got fired. And then that same day they were like, and we'd like you to take over her job. So now, instead of running my practice, which I was already kind of trying to transition out of, I was then running new business. And new business is just business development when you're trying to win multi-million dollar contracts is just, it's so hard. It's just a constant grind. Yeah. Um, you're totally at the beck and call of these crazy RFPs, at, which is request for proposal, which is like what a like a big company sends out to like six or seven different agencies and then six or seven different agencies have to come up with their ideas around that. And then they send my butt. We would have to go. It's not as much of a dog and pony show as it was then. But back in the day, like we would, I mean, I had to leave a vacation once to go to like Ann Arbor, Michigan to go to a pitch that we didn't even win. You know what I mean? And like, because that's, what you do, you know, you would do that because you were talking about a lot of money. That's crazy. So, yeah. So that after a while just Ooh. really got exhausting. A combination of lots of changes happening at the top in my organization and like just me feeling just burnt the fuck out. And <laughs> I was start, I think cannabis helped me start to see things and not be able to unsee things like yes. becoming awake, woke, whatever you want to say it to sort of the injustices of corporate America and the bullshit right. and this whole hierarchy that has been created, you know, in companies. Yeah. And it creates this like weird, like, like if you and I worked at the same agency, you know, and I was an SVP and you would be like an AE and we wouldn't be like, we would be different on different levels. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus being able to be like, yeah. yo, we're friends, like whatever. Yeah, right? I feel like they like pit each other pit yeah. us against each other. And then they other. pit women against each other really badly too. Yeah. And yeah, so after a while, I just got really burnt out. And oh. one summer, uh, the summer of 2017, <clears throat> no, the summer of 2018, um, I was like, I have to get out of here. And I got an opportunity with a friend who was working at a, at a then at a toy company to remain nameless. And um, they actually saw my LinkedIn about a few months later and they didn't want to work with me anymore because I was talking about cannabis and they were a toy company because it was 2017, wow. 2018. The so then, stigma. yeah. So um, anyway, we made it through and for the past 
five years, really, we've been investing in building Hycurious. And it's had a couple iterations over its its lifespan, but mm-hmm. we're in its best and final. Yes, it really <laughs> is. And I can attest to that because I was a part of one of the prior versions as well. Yeah. And not that that didn't have potential. I just think that this is such a better fit. Yeah. Yeah. It's think- such a more needed yeah, and I think thing. that also my expertise, as we just talked about, is in like B2B marketing. So it does make yes. sense for me to just, I mean, I understand how to B2C market, but I like to tell brands how to do that rather than do it myself. Yes. So yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, you have all this experience. Yep. Might as well put it to good use, I mean, towards cannabis. Right. And now time for a quick commercial break. This smoke break is sponsored by Hashdash. I love their new privacy boxes. I got their signature one in bamboo. I love these so much because you can store all of your cannabis goodies with a specific code that you make for yourself. No one else needs to know. And it has all of your goodies in here. You know I have all my stuff from Ajoya. And I'm gonna roll, or smoke rather, a bowl actually. I'm going to be smoking on some Munions today. It's a really good focus strain from Ajoya. Can tuck my flower back away in the bottom. Everything has its place. I love it. Everyone go get yourself a Hashdash privacy box. Great for parents. And tell them McCarter Gets High sent you. Be sure to use my code McCarter Gets High at checkout. Now back to the episode. So can you share a little bit more about what High Curious offers currently and let's spark it up. Yeah, spark this one. Yeah, whatever. This is the Bud and Mary from the event the other day. Yeah, it is. We had the amazing um, Kendall Norris had her on several episodes back. Yeah. We went to one of her amazing Mason Jar events over the weekend. She lost her phone. That's why she wasn't on Instagram. No! <laughs> Do you want to light it? I'm terrible at lighting oh, yeah. joints. Thank you. And if the fan is too much, I can. No, I'm fine. Okay. I like to have a little bit of. Do I have like a glam fan? Airflow. Mm-hmm. Or else it gets, you know, stale. Totally. Like the smoke will just like. <laughs> yes. Haze. <laughs> right. So. Um, all right. High so curious. Currently. High curious. So what are we doing currently? Or I guess. How no. Did, how I don't... did you know you wanted to like start high curious? Oh. Well, I got really excited while I was still working at Ketchum about the industry. And, you know, I was like, at the time, you know, I could only see like GTI and some of the larger brands. I um, I had come out here to Colorado, so I had seen what was here, but I didn't, had no real like- Wait, under- what's GTI? Green Thumb Industries. Oh, and yes, like, yes, yes. You know, and oh like, gosh, um, like Cura Leaf and yes, all like the big guys. The big people. Yeah. Big and players. that's kind of all I knew about at that time. Um, and then I came out here to Colorado to visit a friend and I went to a dispensary and I like, I went to Ajoya and I saw like how beautiful Ajoya is and how like at the time, you know, even though it was 2018, it was pretty sophisticated products. It was like, you know, he had 1906, he had some, he had like, even just, you know, a few years ago, those were some pretty sophisticated products. And I was like, okay, the industry is ready for me. So, um, (laughs) So at the beginning, my first idea was to build like a website informational site that would be that the whole goal would be to have advertising. 
right? So the goal is there's nowhere to – the problem was there was nowhere to advertise. Yes. Um, so build a site where people can – like advertise which let's pause because i feel like that's something that people still don't know like when i tell people what i do and like they want to they ask more questions and stuff i tell them i'm like yeah influencer marketing is really big for cannabis brands because they can't advertise like normal exactly brands and normal industries can like they it's not like cheetos you can just like take out an ad wherever you want like no (laughs) like Influencers and content creators are one of the only ways, unless if there's like a cannabis-friendly magazine or newspaper, but there's right, not that many. Right, but then the many. only people that are reading that are cannabis people. And if right. you want to reach people that are not cannabis people or aren't so deep into cannabis that they're reading cannabis publications. Because right. there's like a big difference between like somebody who might follow you or might follow me who's like a cannamom or somebody new to cannabis or somebody who's looking for people like them. Right. There's a huge difference between that and like um and like the stoner you, you know, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's okay. I'm just telling the truth. You can use that as an outtake. Stoner <laughs> shit. But yes, wait, so back to what I was saying. There's nowhere to yes. advertise and except like I'm saying a couple options. So right. that's why what we do is super important mm-hmm. to brands like that want to find new customers or get education out or just get brand awareness out or try to look for new partners and distributors, all that jazz. Like you need to have connections and people that, you know, are advocating for you. Um, and so that's why it's it's really interesting which platforms we can use to advocate, advocate for the, the plant and fungi as well. But um, and so it's just difficult, you know, to figure like navigating all these different things of like, okay, well, where can you advertise or where can you talk about it? Okay. These certain platforms. Okay. Well, what can you say? Is there certain things you can't say? Like, yes, there's a lot of things you can't say. So you were trying to initially make a platform where it was like an Instagram or Facebook, but for cannabis kind of. Originally, I wanted it to be more like a well and good for cannabis. You thought that you. Wait, what is well and good again? I don't know. It's so big and it was so big in New York, like back. It's like a millennial. It's a New York it's thing. It's millennial New York thing. It's very like, it like, was like, that? basically it's like, it's like Real Simple Magazine. You ever seen Real Simple Magazine? Okay. So it's like that, like a wellness, you know, mindset. Okay. That's really what I wanted. Like but a with a weed. Pinterest board. Yeah. But I didn't, I also didn't want it to just be images. Like when you came in, at the stage you came in, so we're talking about what did I decide, what made me decide I wanted to get into it. And I was like, well, there's nowhere to advertise, so let's make a place to advertise. So I actually originally wanted to build something kind of like the Kenigma, which is like, it's it's a site that you should totally I don't follow. know any of these sites, so thank you for educating me. Yeah, Sorry, we got a canoe. I know. Canoe. We got That's a why I hate. I hate pre-rolls. Yep, same. They never. They're, they're the worst. Yeah. Sorry, people <laughs> who make pre-rolls. <laughs> That, oh, look at that. Oh we have God, like a wait. fucking fire in look. Emily's house. I don't like this. I did light it on fire. Hold on. I'll put it out. Okay. Here we go. We actually had a fire. I was like, whoa. Okay. So back to you were trying to, you thought, okay, maybe I could make my own platform. Yeah. So I thought, I thought I could make my own Which a couple... news outlet. Oh, okay. I didn't actually think in the beginning that I could make, that I was going to make a social media platform. But then. The next thing I realized was, oh, well, there's no place for social media 
and and there's going to be a long ass time like I predicted and it's I'm still right about this that there's a long going to be a long time before um the platforms are welcoming to cannabis until it's federally legal or- so just like others like Aaron and others who started shout out to Aaron Richard shout out to Aaron Richard and WeedTube we're going to have him on this year this Yay. season yeah, definitely. whatever this is <laughs> you definitely need to have him on he's got so much going on mm-hmm. that remind please remind me to text him when we're done to be like let's schedule this okay bitch. i will um okay but continue you okay. were like having ideas and trying to figure out the best avenue yeah in between there was also a flirtation with like a like a high-end trips like taking people on trips yes, from other places to hear yeah but Again, everything I was doing, and I didn't know it then, was very ahead of its time. If I would have waited till like now. The people weren't ready. The people weren't ready. But if I would have waited till now, I wouldn't have thought that I was at the beginning. And now I like know that I'm at the beginning still. Yeah. And I'm like in it from the start for better or for worse. <laughs> yeah. You know? We um, both, wait, so that means we both been in the industry since 2018? Yeah. 2018. The 2019 is when I moved to Colorado. And the yeah, and then I started building. So yeah, so I was like, well, we can't post on Instagram. There's no place for influencers to actually like monetize what they're doing. So my original idea was to create a place for creators to have a channel where they could sort of like a Patreon, right? Where they could have a broadcast show, they could have all their coaching stuff, whatever, and that them people, right. People but, like subscribe and pay. Yes. But the challenge was we couldn't even get people to come every day. So forget about subscribe and pay, you know. And like I realized at a certain point that like it was hard for me to go there because I also had to do Instagram and I also had to do LinkedIn and I also had to do my email stuff and I also right. had to do so work. Hard. And like then there was another platform. So I realized like that's how everybody felt. You know, this yeah. there's another place that I have to go now. I mean, and I yeah. think that's another why level. I think that's the reason why I like Social Club and WeTube and High Curious and anything else that's come up in the course of the past few years hasn't done well because Instagram is really freaking good at stealing our time. Yeah. And Facebook. And now LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm not on Facebook. But yeah, I think it's mainly Instagram for sure. Yeah. And it's the viral like little short videos that are really funny. And and it's kind of like wanting – it's not just watching them for like making – like watching it for it's funny, but you're also like, oh, maybe I could make something like that. Yeah, so, it's so like we're a, always looking for inspiration. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the sound, somebody doing something that we could turn into ours, you yes, know. Yes, so true. Yeah. Okay, so then – how did it get to its current form? Yeah. So we it was it actually was a conversation with Aaron that really helped me Love him. make this decision. I mean, he didn't say it to me, but I was listening to him and he was telling me he had, you know, 750,000 downloads. He had all these daily users and like he was so struggling to get advertising dollars and it was such a grind. And I was like, Oh my God, he is on, he's like so many thousands of percentage points bigger than me and he's struggling. So I was like, it would be so dumb if I just kept doing this, like right. acting like it was, I'm going to be able to do it. Like if he couldn't do it, I'm definitely not going right. to be able to do it. And so that was like, 
uh, he had let me know like six it was like six months before he i was already hearing from him like it's really hard right. you know like we're definitely spending more money than we're making you know and, oh isn't that so sad yeah well i'm finally we're finally out of that stage thank god Yay. but like but yeah but all the investment that's been put into this business anyway so here we are last september i was like it literally came to me in the shower i was like why don't i just help influencers and brands connect with each other and take a cut of that and i was like because that's kind of what i'm already not kind of like it's already what i'm good at i've been doing it since back in the day with fitness and wellness people mm -hmm. i've been it was natural for me when i came into the industry to find influencers and start following them and start building relationships with them so because like i wanted to be friends with them yeah yeah so <laughs> um and so i was like all right and a few people along the course of the past few years have said to me like could you be my manager and i was like i don't know how like that's gonna work so i built a right. platform which allows the trend me to take 30 percent per transaction so my job is to get people like you work and then take 30 percent of the payment when the um when the card comes through and so eventually hopefully this will be a really lucrative business where people are just coming on they're searching my database my network they're finding the right people to work with yeah. but right now we only have you know 150 people on there and most of the knowledge of who could do really well for certain brands is kind of trapped up here. Right. So I more help, like I listen to a brand's challenges. I find out like who do they want to reach, especially because really at the end of the day, and this is what I was pitching at MJ Unpacked is I was like, I do influencer marketing. What I really do is I help brands connect with their target audiences by finding creators and influencers who already reach that audience. Yes. And so like, so smart. and that really is what we do. And we are an advertise, like you're an advertising channel mm -hmm. and it's better than an advertising channel because you're a human. It's like QVC has known about this for a really long ass time because they've been using humans to sell all their stuff. And that's literally what we are. Yeah. And if, and you know, I hope that in five years from now when I'm back on the podcast and we're like, woo, everything's amazing. But like right now, it's still really a grind and a struggle to, right. you know, explain to others who aren't us that they need this and that it's going to work and that it's not going to work in five minutes. Yes. Oh, that's the other thing is people expect results in I mean, not even 30 days. I had a client. They expect results like tomorrow. I had a client like, that I don't think we're going to work with that recently they just asked for a, they wanted a 2% increase in their followership in the first month. And I was like, or maybe it was 10%. I don't know. It was, no matter what wow, it was, I was like, like throwing metrics at None you. of those. I do. I gave them a brief so that they could actually <laughs> fill something out, but like, I was like, kind of like, maybe they don't know what KPIs are. Uh, <laughs> and then she did. And then she put that and I was like, this is so off base. And like, just demonstrated like a, such a lack of understanding, yeah. which is fine. And that's really what I'm here for is to help pe people understand. Right. Like Sometimes they don't like to hear <laughs> that though. Yeah. And that's also a really difficult thing that everyone, every advertiser and marketer has like had the problem of for you know, ever eternity. Right. It's not centuries. like a new problem of the advertiser wanting, you know, very high. They just have very, very high expectations and they want 
whatever they spent on marketing, they feel should come back tenfold in sales. And if it doesn't, then they are so upset. And it's just like those types of expectations are so off base Mm -hmm. for us and normal people. But like, I do want to say like, after you've been working with the Joy and Al, this this is your third month. And I know, like we went to the event um, at the barn, the Mason Jar event at the barn on Saturday. And I talked to a couple of people and like, oh yeah, I helped McCarter get her deal with Ajoya. And everybody was like, oh yeah, I noticed that she's been working with Ajoya lately. And I'm just like, yes. <laughs> yes. Send that clip to Joey. Yes, we will. <laughs> but we it's true, will. it's true. You know, it, it takes some, like we all know that Wulan Russell works with Seedon Smith. And it's not because she's hitting yep. us over the head with it every day. Because if we if but she it's was, consistent. it's because she's consistent. And we know that she works with Blazy Susan and, you know, and it's consistent and they're consistently supporting her. Yeah, totally. We need more of them. Yeah, we definitely need more people that see the vision and are willing to pay, you know, good money. It's not even good money. for a long-term partnership. For just reasonable. That's the thing. It's like reasonable. eventually it would be good money. But for now, it's like we're all in this together. <laughs> we're just trying to also make a living. Right. And so we're like, we can't be free. We're it just can't getting be crumbs. free. We're Please, like, sir, can mm, I have some more? This is delicious. I can't eat this and I cannot like pay for college with this. Literally, sadly, pre-rolls do not pay my mortgage. No. My new mortgage and this new house. Amazing house. We're in. <laughs> no. And they they definitely want that to be the case. Yeah. And like also for low costs, they want like, sorry, this is turning into a vent session, but for low <laughs> costs, they also do want like what they want. So they're like, for example, your deal with the Joya is that you would incorporate their products into your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But that's different than you making content that is a, for a Joya. Right. Right. That Because – and that's the difference between that, – that's kind of how I'm trying to like teach the industry how pricing works is like yeah. if you're – it depends on what you're buying. You know, like for example, name and likeness in the celebrity world, right? That's a huge thing. So like – it should be so valuable that you're endorsing yeah. people, yeah. you know? And I do believe that with, like, if time and people listening to us and yes. seeing the value of it on their own businesses, I think that they'll start to pay. I hope. <laughs> From my mouth to God's ears. Hand to God. Exactly. <laughs> Yes. No, I agree. I really feel like what you're doing is so, so needed. And I can't thank you enough for helping me. I love doing it. I really do. Yeah. So, And you've gotten me multiple deals. We worked with Pyramid Pyramid. and um, hopefully more to come. Yes. We've had a lot of conversations and... You know, it is hard sometimes to like it takes time. Close. Um, it takes time. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't work out. But like, we can't let one closed door no way stop us. No, and like, yeah, it was just. Um, do you follow Lindsay Corum, McKenna Mom, McKenna Mom's podcast? I think so. Yeah, she. I was just working on like a deck for her today, and you know, just she has this awesome podcast that's doing really well as like a nice. like a top mom podcast and. 
you know, and I'm just like, she should be asking for $1,500 for like to be on the pot for someone to be on the podcast for someone to, yeah. you know, but it, that, that, that I know that the way that the industry receives that like request for $1,500 as like right over the top amount of money. Oh, it's so sad. I know. And I also think part of it definitely has to do with the the law 280e 280e i'm like what are the numbers and letters again yeah where cannabis businesses can't expense anything marketing or advertising or like literally anything except for ops yeah (laughs) so so that also really really you know discourages i feel like brands and companies from wanting to put any money into exactly it's that and that they've been really um like hurt by the fact that they've tried to be on social media and, and they they've get, gotten shut yeah. down. <laughs> and so they think it's impossible, but it is not impossible. It's not impossible. But some people are better at it than others. Yeah, you got to be really good. <laughs> yes, and I never yeah. You work at it. It's work. It's your job. Like I work at it for several hours every day. I know. <laughs> and when you don't, you're you're back to like you're you, you don't have the work to post. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to really be consistent and post every day, and it is – it's a lot sometimes. Yeah. I'm better about my consistency on LinkedIn, um, I, but, like – but, yeah, I need to do better on Insta because whenever I post uh, about the business on Insta, I do get an influx. I love your – I love your posts. <laughs> I'm I so cringy. Them. Yes. Wait, tell everyone where they should follow you, your LinkedIn and... Yeah. So my LinkedIn is Lauren Mundell. So just look me up or I guess Hi Curious. You can also follow link, the business. I'll link you everywhere. And then Instagram is hi.curious, H-I.curious. And yes. then you can go to the Hi Curious content marketplace at highcurious.com. And that's where you can shop for creators and influencers and social media experts to help you promote your cannabis business. And if you don't see the people that you exactly want to work with there, you should definitely schedule a call with me and we can talk about your marketing. You can get that high level marketing agency, you know, pedigree for free. Um, For one hour. Well, yeah, no, I give you ideas and then hopefully you execute them with us. If you don't, then there you can go try to do it yourself, but it's not going to work out. (laughs) It'll definitely work a lot better if you work with Lauren yeah because we can just we we have low price points so you can test something and see if it works for you you can make tweaks like we've made tweaks recently and you know like you can you can really test this as a marketing channel and I feel like the more people the more the brands that actually invest in testing this as a marketing channel and it really is a testing amount of money at this stage it should be for a brand i understand margins are slim but still right then you should test just try a little bit there and i like that you have a lot of different ranges of price points too Mm -hmm. and from like micro to macro to you know really large influencers so you have a wide range. And then you were saying that they do other content too, not like this isn't just, you know, photos and videos for Instagram. Someone was writing a white paper or yeah. something. So um, Azuka, so cool. which is, um, it's kind of like they they explain it as the intel inside of a lot of edibles. So they make like an 
some sort of nano encapsulation situation. Whoa. Science. Yeah, science. So they have exactly why you need a white paper. So they have a lot of studies and um, sciencey stuff that is not understandable to the person, like they need to a lay person. Yeah, to the a person who's buying the ingredients to make edibles, because that's really who their target demographic is. So what we did was we helped them find Brianna or. I always say Brianna, but it's that is her name. But she goes by Brie, and um, Brie Jernagan. She had just graduated by from um, University of Maryland, or Baltimore, in the first cohort of um, uh, it's called cannabis science and therapeutics. And so she had That's just gotten cool. her master's, what? right? Yeah, I know she's a baddie. I want to do hybrid that. media. Yeah, she's the best. Um, so she. So I was like, it was crazy because Corinne from Azuka came to me and it was right after Brie had reached out to me to be like, hey, do you have any like work for me? And I was like, I think this could work. And I'm really excited to say that I saw Corinne at MJ Unpacked and she said that she and her boss, who's the CEO, they said it was the best writing that they'd seen in like five years, they said they used to have a writer that they loved and they lost that writer and they've not been able to find somebody that good. And they said her first couple, her first draft even was just like so good. So like, yeah. Pretty. You're doing such needed work. Right. So I'm I making... want to applaud you and I hope you continue to do what you're doing because it's you. so, so needed. Um, but I do have a couple of questions I ask everyone yes, too, because um, we are approaching our like hour. Yeah. I try to wrap it up after like definitely an hour. It's you been know. so fun. People just get bored, but we'll definitely I'm have you bored. back. Obviously, the I'm other not people bored. Are bored. Uh, people, yeah, people totally. listening. Yeah, you, you know, can always they, cut this down to twenty. Short, I bet you they can have cut this short down to twenty attention minutes. spans out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see what the editor yeah can, exactly. Can do. But we do still have a couple of questions, okay. so I ask everyone what you see is the future of legalization and maybe now that we're having this descheduling whispers and yeah. talks that are going around yeah what do you think is yeah so i think that happen? and that was something that was talked about a lot in mj impact was how the everybody's kind of waiting it out to see what happens with this da DEA ruling and everybody's like if this happens if and so this is either rescheduling or it's it's not going to be descheduling. We all think it's we all that's a hope a, a hope, but it's not. The point is the purpose of it is so that it can actually be studied, right. which is great. But also, if that would eradicate 280e, that really helps all of us who have been Woo! fighting for that. So if that happens, you know, then all huge. of us who have been like saying listening to clients, potential clients being like, if it weren't for 280E, we're going to be like, now the rubber meets the road, bitches. Yes. <laughs> no more 280E. So if that happens, that'll be great. And hopefully there'll be more money freed up for marketing. And, um, yeah. but yeah, that's kind of, and for everybody. Um, but I also think, yeah, it's going to be a while before there's like a lot of money pouring into the industry. I know it's rough. Yeah. Uh, wait, can you tell people listening what is mj unpacked sure we've mentioned we talked a couple, it a few times yeah about it a few times and i realized like yeah so mj little, unpacked yeah. shout out to mj unpacked is um, and mj biz daily is the publication that puts it on right no that's mj bizcom oh lord so i know it's Sorry. so it's so it's so exhausting Ignore all that. these different conferences i i 
It's like a I, cannabis conference. I loathe them and I love them. It's a combo. <laughs> the reason is that I loathe them because I wish they didn't have to exist, but it's sort of it's a great way to go meet up with the people that you've been like it's a networking. Conference. Yeah. It's a conference. And but we have a lot of them and it's sort of you have to make decisions on which ones you're gonna go to. So yeah, I just got just back. The reason why we're talking about it. Gotta I was, travel. I went to Detroit. Which was Ooh, such a cool market really? for cannabis. They are very pro cannabis there. Edibles can be 200 milligrams per pack. I and need to 50, go to Detroit. Yeah, and 50 <laughs> milligrams per piece. I brought those to give you. Nice. And um, they're knock you right out. And uh, they just have, like, you can smoke at, like, event. there was an event space where we could actually smoke so outside have, and it like, was legal. Consumption lounge. Yeah, it wasn't like a lounge, I would say. It was, like, more of a, an event space that you could rent out and you could do whatever you wanted to do there. Okay. But there was no – if you were going to consume, you'd have no alcohol. So I was like, perfect. It was yeah. great. It was, like, parties Love. that were, like, with just weed are so good. Especially yes. you get to see who are the people who, like, can't really can't hang, hang without <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So it's a conference. It was held in Detroit. And um, I like met a lot of brands and got to see some really cool beverages. I think that's the most exciting thing that I saw there. I want more sparkling water infused THC and CBD and other <laughs> cannabinoid infused yeah. um, sparkling waters because I love Keith, love what Keith's doing. But I just do not want that much sugar and flavoring in yes. my beverage, you know? Mm -hmm. So did you see that there? So I think that there were some lower sugar options, but not a lot. Um, right, I what think, did you see? But I definitely saw – what I saw that I was excited about was beverages that actually taste like the flavor of a beverage. Like oh. not some fake – like one of the things is like with can, for example. I don't know. Like lavender, hibiscus, whatever. I'm like – I'm trying so hard to like pull the notes out of that with my tongue. Right. And then there's the weed on top of that. So they like, for example, Sweet Justice is a brand that I really liked. They had really cool. good branding and the product itself was delicious. They had different um, different uh, milligrams of THC. So like two, five, ten. Then they also nice. had ones with CBN. And then they good. had like uh, – so the one – that I loved because I love – I'm like a Dr. Pepper girl. Like I don't have it a lot, but that's like going to be my like treat beverage. Nice. And so like they had a 10 milligram doc, like cherry cola and I was like this is – and oh. I tasted it and it tasted good. Right. Like cherry cola. Like you actually wanted to drink I would – <laughs> I wanted to drink it. I drank the whole thing and I've not really had a lot of beverages yet that have been like not just a weed delivery system but actually a beverage that would be enjoyable. Right. Yeah. Because I definitely feel like that's something that had to happen with alcohol, too. Like, alcohol, you know, back in the day used to be really gross. Yeah. But now I feel like we have really perfected, like, a really nice cocktail and whatever. Like, to, you know, make it actually taste really good. Yeah. And that's what I feel like is kind of missing sometimes with the food and beverage that are infused. Exactly. It's just kind of like, let's just drizzle, drizzle that on there rather than let's make an entire flavor profile that works. Right. And that like, 
people would want to drink because that's so cool. Yeah, so that I want to really try cool. this. Too, Sweet justice, no. yeah. And I, I wish I could have brought them home, but like I wasn't, I didn't check a bag. So. Right, and that oh my god, no, it probably would have like blown up in your suitcase. Yeah, even if you had checked it. I know. <laughs> that's so cool. Yeah. So thanks was, for sharing. Yeah, it was a fun conference, and hopefully we'll get some leads out of it. Some new biz. Some new biz. We actually have a lot of influencers in Michigan. Nice. That's kind of one of the reasons why I was like, I could go to this. Like, yeah. I have enough people that, like, that's I can awesome. help. Yeah, I know. Hell yeah. So that's awesome. Our last question is, and I ask everyone, if you could smoke with anyone, alive or dead. I love this question. Um, but no family. But the other thing is that it also can be a fictional character. Oh my god, that we've added recently. That's funny. Um, and it can be like you can have a circle too. It can be a couple people. Oh, yeah. So who would it be and why? I kind of just feel like it's the Obamas. <laughs> Even the the girls. Well, like you know, <laughs> they're just Michelle. I mean, and they're grown up now. They, if they're interested, they could definitely come. I think I saw a meme of one of them like hitting a bong in college or something yeah i mean and they're I grown like, up Go, they like live together i think they live in la or something with sisters oh but they're over 21 now yeah they're over 21 they're i have like no idea what time is 23 they're, def- and 25. they're definitely over 21 yeah. they're not little girls in like dresses anymore <laughs> why do i think that like yeah <laughs> so yeah would love that i know i would just think that they would be so fun yeah and but it would have to be with barry because <gasps> michelle I'm because just... barry's also like barry's very smart and if there was ever anything like I didn't like it could, the conversation could get above my level potentially. <laughs> and I just want to make sure because like I've read like Barack's book and Michelle's books. Yeah. And I'm like, those they're smart no, as fuck. I know they're smart. And it's very yeah. intimidating. So <laughs> but oh, I feel like the yeah. weed would break that down. Totally. Yeah. I don't know. I, what's I yours? Love that. Oh my gosh, I have so many. I have so many. Like, I know next time I was like, <laughs> it changes what? every day. Yeah, that's why, like, I figured I would answer, like, I've answered this a different way a lot of times. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my one. I love that. Yeah, it's fun, right? That's a it's good a fun one. one. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thanks so much. This for has been so fun. On. This was so fun. Did you get properly high? Enough? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I felt like I was in the flow. So that's yeah. all we were looking for. I wish we could continue, but we can always do round two. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so, so much. Please remember to follow Lauren um, on Instagram. It's at high dot curious. H-I. H-I. H-I period curious on Instagram. And then Lauren Mundell on LinkedIn. LinkedIn for the spicy stuff. And then the High Curious website again is curious.com. So hi-curious.com. Perfect. And just reach out to her too if you want to yeah. get involved or work together or work with both of us. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to work with Emily, you should talk to me. I'm her manager. Yes, I have been telling people you're my new manager, which is so fun. It's great. Because I cannot handle like But it helps all... you and it helps me. And that's the whole point. It's a mutually symbiotic, beneficial relationship. Yes. Love you so much. Same. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much. Okay, thanks everyone. And remember to stay high.